What's up everyone, Kevin Wagstaff here with another episode of Spectora Spotlight. We have Zach Knobloch today. He's a Spectora OG. He started in the first year. He's only about four or five years in the business though, and he's grown tremendously. So I love hearing from him and I love him telling his story about how he got started and his focus on efficiency. He mentions efficiency a lot. We talk about advanced, how he's using that to not have to hire office staff. Um, and he just really is down to earth and uh, and I just really appreciate his story and his humble nature and he loves connecting with people so you'll hear at the end he'll he's definitely down to network and talk with other inspectors that are pushing the envelope um, and thinking about the same things he's thinking about so hope you enjoy the episode and again anyone listening if you know someone out there um, that you think has a story to tell or, or a fun take on the industry or wants to talk about where the industry's going or where it's been um, send them my way and if it's you great shoot me an email love to chat enjoy i'm glad to, to finally get get you on here and do this so yeah thanks for having me i i really appreciate it i, I mean i listen i've been listening to it since you guys started it so yeah what uh you know what made you i think we emailed and so what what about it were you just like man that sounds fun i'm gonna hit kevin up and see if we can just do this yeah so casey uh bartley i listened to his so i haven't listened to podcasts for a while and i got on a couple weeks ago and was kind of catching up on all of them and uh, I've, I've been following him since I started and I talked to him, you know, I'll call him and ask him questions and kind of just feed off of him. Off of him. And uh, I heard his podcast and I was like, man, I, I want to get on there and kind of share some of my stuff too. Cause I know he, he was a single man operation. Um, and I think he just recently hired somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of liked what he was doing as a single man operator. Cause that's what I'm doing right now. And I kind of plan to stay that way for a little while. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. And we'll get into the details of that in a minute, but um, yeah, you both are very, uh, you're, you both are in that bucket for me of like just highly efficient operations that just have been killing it all the years we've been around and been working together. And so I, when I got that email from you, I was pretty pumped because I, you know, even when we worked back on the SEO stuff years ago and kind of loosely kept in touch over the years. So um, yeah, great to have you here, man. How has, how has this year been for you at a glance? <laughs> I always, um, that's always my first question to everybody with this, with all that's going on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been great. It's been busy. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, when I first started, I was kind of used to like a slow winter period. And then that's when I would kind of catch up on CEs and different stuff, write some blog posts or whatever. And, uh, it just never slowed down this, this past winter. Um, April, it was a little bit down, probably more than likely because of COVID, but then uh, May, it just jumped back up and it's just been busy all year. Um, I think I'm set, I'm on track to have more inspections this year than I've had in the past, or like than I had last year and the year before. So it's... (laughs) <laughs> what is this is that what you thought would have happened it, if we were, go back to april right you you know we each hear of yeah COVID <laughs> not, not at all um, yeah. so i once once all that started happening i was like oh man you know this is this is when it you know this uh nest egg i've been having in my savings account is going to start dwindling because <laughs> i was you know i was nervous i'm sure a lot of guys were and um and, you know it started it was supposed to just be like a two-week shut down and then it kind of got extended but I kept getting phone calls and uh kept booking inspections and I just you know I didn't have to dip into any of my savings it was uh you know it's just stayed busy super blessed for sure man yeah I think of you know not so many in our industry um you know we're all tied to kind of like real estate and interest rates and transaction volume and it's just been a a lot of months of gratitude for me personally and for all of our, you know, a lot of our users and you're considered one of our OGs, you know, been around since year one. Um, I just couldn't be more happy for guys like you all that just continue to thrive and, and, you know, take care of your families and grow the business. Cause it definitely is not what I thought would happen four months ago, five months ago. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I honestly, I think a lot of my, my growth and how busy I've been is attributed to the software not to like, you know, kiss your guys' butt or anything, but the the software I was using before, I mean, I, I could only do one inspection per day um, just because of the way it was laid out. I, I just wasn't efficient and I never really got compliments on it like I do on Spectora. You know, clients 
all the time are just praising how clean and modern it looks and uh i'm i'm just glad i'm you know made the switch i guess three years ago and man that's so great to hear it's you know it's like a mutual trust right it's like you trusted us early on when there's even more bumps you know than we have now we still have our bumps now but um just that mutual trust and saying like, yeah, we'll keep improving this and make it work for you hopefully without you having to do, you know, extra stuff where people just leave you more reviews, you know, cause you got killer, you've got killer Google reviews too, you know, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you up to now? Do you know? <laughs> um, you know, I don't, it's, it's, it's past 120. I know that. I don't know what the Beautiful. exact number is, but I'm, I'm still at the five star. I think I've had out of, you know, 120 plus reviews. I think I've had two four stars and, and everything else has been five stars. So, and they probably misclicked. So um. <laughs> yeah, they didn't write anything. So I never did figure out, you know, I, I was going to, you know, call them and I was like, eh, I better, you know, leave it alone. And just, you know, I believe rule of numbers tell me that certain small percentage of people you could never get a five star no matter right, who. Yeah. I think <laughs> I like they just, to... yeah, out of principle, they don't give right. them all out. <laughs> um, let's go back and talk about your origin story because I always find that fascinating because everyone gets here from different paths and different, and I think this is a way as a community, we connect to each other. So yeah. When did you start? Why, where'd you come from? Like I, yeah, sure. Um, so I, um, I was actually a web developer before I became a home inspector. That's right. Uh, I, uh, I worked in web development for about five years. Um, and I, I didn't really like it. Um, just because of the, the whole being in a desk all day, that was my main, um, dislike <laughs> yeah. about it. I'm, I'm like an, kind of an outdoors person. I consider myself, I like being outside. Um, and just kind of, you know, being confined to a cubicle all day was kind of rough. And, uh, around 2014, I kind of looked into different careers and I actually bought a book on home inspection. Um, and then, you know, read a couple chapters and then put it away and it collected dust for a while. Um, what was the book? What was the name of that? I'm curious. Um, man, I can't think of the name of okay. it, um, off the top of my head, but it was one of those like that a home inspector wrote for, um, they, he wrote it for like home buyers on things they should look for when they're looking for a house, basically. Interesting. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, I read that a little bit, put it away for a while, and then like 2016, um, I was just really not not liking my job. <laughs> um, and uh, kind of, you know, that home inspection came back up again, and I was like, you know, I, the schooling's pretty cheap. Uh, I'll just, you know, pull the trigger, sign up for classes, see if I like it. You know, I think it was like, uh, I want to say it was like 1500 bucks or something like that. And I went through a hit. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that was April of 2016. I started schooling and classes and, um, that September I took the, uh, exam for the class and passed it. And then, um, October I took the Illinois state exam for the Illinois home inspector license and I passed that and um, November of 2016 I got licensed and kind of you know got everything up and going wow so November 16 so you know clearly I would, we don't have to talk about your individual numbers but you've done you know hundreds and hundreds of inspections in, in a matter of years which is pretty pretty amazing so what was yeah so what did you do in, in December of 16? Um, so I had one inspection December of 2016 and I, still to date, I think it was the worst house I've ever inspected. No, uh, and, yeah, and it, it, it was my first one. So it was definitely a learning experience. I was at that house. I want to say I was at that house for a good seven hours and luckily it was vacant. Um, and, uh, I, I think I got home and it took me, that whole night. And then I took off work the next day to finish writing the report. Um, you spent like 20 hours on this report. <laughs> it had to have been eight to 10 hours of writing this report on this thing after a seven hour inspection. And I, you know, I was just making sure I got every little thing right on it. I didn't want, you know, anything to be messed up. It was my first one, you know? So, um, <laughs> and the software I was using at the time definitely didn't help the speed aspect of things. Right. Right. 
but yeah, that, and I'm I'm kind of glad looking back that I had such a horrible house as my first house because it definitely I've learned so much off that one house when I first started than um, I th- than, than I think I did in a lot of the schooling that I took just because I had to Google almost every single thing that I seen because <laughs> I hadn't seen you know it was such a t- terrible house I hadn't seen anything like that before. But uh, yeah, so I, I did one in December and then um, I think January of 2017, I did two. And uh, I was only able to do them on the weekends because I was still working my full-time job as a web developer. And my idea was to build business up enough to where I could quit. And it was kind of uh, limiting me a lot working that full-time job Um, and I just kind of thought to myself you know if if I keep waiting for the right moment the right moment's never gonna come so like it I just went in um, it was February I went in on a on a whim and just put my two weeks in didn't have any kind of plan or anything just (laughs) put my two weeks notice in I had about a month of I had enough money to get me through about a month and then after that I would be out of money Um, wow the high yeah. pressure, the high pressure pull the plug. I love it. Yeah. And I, I thought, you know, if I put that kind of pressure on myself to where, you know, I need to get these inspections to survive, then I, I feel like I would do a better job. So I, uh, I did that, um, just hustle. I was at real estate offices, you know, four or five a day for every day, you know, right after I quit and, um, just talking at their morning meetings and trying to get business anywhere I could. Um, went to some after hours and met some different realtors and ended up paying off because I think that first year uh, 2017 I want to say I did like 112 or something like that Uh, so it ended up working out pretty good um, doing it that way kind of forcing myself to to hustle you know (laughs) you know that it's good for you for knowing yourself and knowing like hey if I self-impose this this pressure it's just, I'm going to do, make it or I won't. I think that it's tough to do. Um, talk, I want to go back to the, the whole quitting thing because there's people in your position that are listening. There's people that have been in that position that are probably going to be smiling and nodding. So like, what, how long did it take you to decide? Like, you know, I'm going to put in my two weeks and go at this thing full time. Um, so when I, when I got my license and I did that first inspection in December, it, as awful as it was, I, I loved it. <laughs> And it was nice to make the kind of money I made off that. Like, cause I don't, I wasn't making very much for as a developer. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, right now I could, I could probably, if I do two inspections with ancillary services, I can make more in a day than I did two weeks at the other job. Yeah. And so whenever I uh, did that, you know, I was like, man, I, I don't want to go back to work after doing this. Like, I don't want to go back to web development. And I was like, just trying to think of ways that I could speed up the process and like, uh, just, you know, quit and just get this going, you know, full time. And it just it, doing them on the weekends, just, it wasn't working. Um, cause I was just tired, you know, I'd work a 40 hour week and then I'd do, you know, home inspection. And back then it was taking me, four hours to write the report after a five hour inspection. And I was, you know, it was killing myself on the weekends. And I was like, I just got to go full time with this. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, worst case scenario, it doesn't work out and I've got to get a web developer job somewhere else, or I can beg for my old job back. Uh, so I, you know, I just, I went in, um, put my two weeks in and then just kind of, came up with a plan just to go to real estate offices. That was really my only plan. I didn't have any other kind of way of getting business besides just going to real estate offices and trying to get them to refer me. How did you know to do that? Um, just stuff I'm reading. Um, a hit, a hit had a pretty good school. They had a lot of, uh, tips on marketing and that was one of their big things was going into real estate offices. Um, with a bowl of candy or whatever. And we can get into that in a, in a minute on why I don't think that's a great idea anymore. Why it may not work as good anymore, but um, that's kind of what I did. And uh, you know, like I said, went to the after hours, which is basically they 
gather at a bar or restaurant and uh, everybody kind of mingles for a few hours. And, and that's where, you know, I kind of got a little bit of business. And then I think the most business I received was from talking at their meetings. Um, just kind of going in and explaining what I do and why I'm different kind of thing. Um, Do you have to pay to get access to those or was it more like, Hey, I'd love to buy breakfast or. Yeah. So I just, I, what I did was I just bought breakfast for them. You know, I'd, I'd get like bagels and donuts Mm -hmm. um, and and, uh, fruit platter too. So just in case, you know, you had people that were on the healthy side, they didn't want donuts or bagels or whatever. Gluten-free people that didn't want bagels or donuts. So um, I would bring like a fruit tray, um, a dozen bagels and a dozen donuts and, you know, feed them basically to give me 15 or 20 minutes of speaking time. Yeah. So realtor uh, presentations, what did you, was it scary at first or what'd you talk about? Like what? Uh... It, it was a little nerve wracking because I've never been a very good like public speaker um, all through, you know, grade school, high school, college. I never did do the public speaking thing very mm-hmm. well. So, um, but I think, you know, what kind of helped me was, was knowing that I had a better service, I guess, um, not to sound like cocky, but mm-hmm. I did a lot of research on a lot of the local guys and there were maybe one or two that were kind of, you know, a little bit modern and had a website or had, you know, social media. A lot of the other guys didn't even, you know, have a website or any kind of social media presence. And I figured, you know, being young and kind of having an idea of, you know, what the, what this, the newer home buyer, like the, the age of home buyer now um, was looking for. And, uh, you know, I kind of knew what the realtors were looking for to, you know, don't scare, don't scare the buyers, but, you know, report the deficiencies properly kind of thing. So uh, I just went in there with, with that and, you know, explained what I did, um, explained that I could get the report out in 24 hours or less, um, that sort of thing. So, yeah. And I, it's, it, it's, you make it sound so simple and in some ways it is, but it's like you, you just thought about what people wanted and kind of did that. <laughs> and so, um, right. and I think that just brings an awareness and I think you research your competition, which I think everyone should be doing. Um, but deep down having that confidence that, you know, you're going to do things better. You know, you're going to put the time and effort into your social media, your website, how you speak, things like that. Um, that's great. And so obviously after a few of those, I imagine the referrals started coming in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started getting a lot of referrals, um, from this one office. Um, and I, I owe a lot to them. They, they probably sent me half of the work I did in 2017. Um, and I'm, I was very thankful for that. Um, started getting, you know, those agent referrals. And as I was getting, those referrals, I was trying to get reviews from, you know, the people I was doing the home inspections for, because I knew that, you know, a a realtor referral wasn't going to last forever. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some of them do. And I I know some guys, they they run their business off of realtor referrals, but I knew that that was one of those things that just from reading on the forums and stuff that it's not uh, something that you can count on a hundred percent. So my, my goal after you know, I started getting inspections was to get up high in Google. Um, and I knew the way, best way to do that was to get reviews online um, and, you know, have a good web presence. So, um, you know, I started working on getting those client reviews um, on, you know, on Google, Facebook, um, you know, trying to build, build up that side of the business so that I didn't have to rely 100% on agent referrals. Yeah, it's the absolute way to go. And, and you have, you have a blog with tons of content, um, you know, that dates back years. And I think that the reviews and the content, I think if I, I've been banging on, you know, I bang the table on this every, every episode, every time I get to talk to inspectors, because I still see inspectors not prioritizing those two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it drives me nuts. Cause it's like, that's the key to those couple inspections that could turn into dozens inspections a month. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, what happens when that agent that is giving you a 10 a month, they retire or they find someone better. Um, you know, there goes, there goes a lot of your business. Um, and if, you know, if you, if you 
my, my main thing now is working for the client and you know that always it always has been um, but when I first started I was you know really making sure that I got those agent referrals and I wasn't you know by any means removing stuff from reports or like downplaying things um, but I wanted to make the agent happy as well as the client happy and I learned really quickly um, that that you know, was the wrong way to go about it. Um, and that's why I mentioned before, that's why I started trying to get those online reviews. Cause once you start getting a couple agents that complain about you being too thorough um, <laughs> and scaring clients or, you know, whatever, you know, a lot of the inspectors, they know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. um, you kind of, you gotta, you know, sit back and, and think, you know, do I want to be the the agent pleaser or do I want to work for this client that's paying me? Um, and I learned, yeah, I, I just learned quick early on that you, you can't be thinking about the agent when you're inspecting houses. Um, I'm not afraid to lose any of the agents that refer me business. And I think that's how a lot of guys should be, you know, um, cause it, it helps, it really does help you do a better job when you're thinking just a hundred percent about the client that hired you. Right. It's a, it's such a fine line because I get the survival mentality when you're just starting up. And remember, I've been an agent, worked with multiple inspectors, and now I recall all these things in hindsight and think like, okay, he was early in his career or he was late in his career and they treat you different. And I think that's a natural progression, right? It's like, gosh, I got to really get in good with these couple offices so I can get kind of this escape velocity to where I'm going to survive and I know I'm going to make it. And then it gets to a point where you're like, okay, they're they're wanting me to maybe be a way I don't want to be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's exactly how, how it is. And I mean, and, and if you're listening and you're a new guy, um, I mean, I don't know of any other way to get inspections besides going to realtors and, you know, getting referrals that way because you haven't done enough to get the online reviews and you haven't done enough to get the word of mouth referrals um, from past clients. So you you know, really you're left with, you could pay home advisor, which I don't recommend. <laughs> um, or you can, uh, you know, go to the agents, go to the real estate offices and, and get referrals that way. Yeah. It's the more sustainable, quick way to get off the ground. And then you can kind of settle into your kind of communication styles, how much you want to cater, you know, how you word things and kind of learn that language um, seems to be the normal track. Um, yeah. I want to touch on your social media real quick. Cause I just, I was clicking at it, clicking on it. And I, you know, we follow our Spector account follows you on Instagram and I love what you do on there. You got, you almost have like 900 followers on there. It's pretty cool. Um, and you're always posting interesting defects that you use video. Um, you've got some funny stuff on there. You know, there's one showing you in a magazine, like pretty cool content, man. So first congrats on that. Um, thank you. Yeah. You know, you got um, the little cartoon thing, you know, of yourself, which is really, I want to know where, where you got that done or where that idea came from. But um, talk to us, yeah, tell me a little bit about the social media game. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, that, that's another one of those things where I knew before I even became a home inspector that the social media is big, especially with, you know, clientele. Um, right now, you got, you know, all the millennials are buying houses right now. Yeah. Um, and they're all about social media. Um, and I think, you know, and even if I'm going to like look at a business or look at a restaurant or whatever, I go to their Google reviews. I go to the, to the social media. I see kind of what they're doing. I go to the social media, look for photos and stuff like that. If you just, if you have a good presence and you're posting on there daily or, or at least weekly, um, I think that really helps your, your case out a lot. And, uh, my whole thing with the social media was try to, you know, get people interested that wouldn't be interested otherwise like kind of post things where someone could learn and have a good laugh at the same time because um, mm -hmm. some of the stuff we see is, is funny um, yeah <laughs> you know things are done so poorly sometimes that all you can really do is laugh and then other times things are done the wrong way but you may not you know if you if you're not a home inspector or if you're not in the trades you may not recognize that it's done the wrong way so um, it's good to uh, kind of post that stuff and, and teach people. And I think uh, that's really like another great way to get business is just become a teacher. And uh, 
I think that's also a great way to, to master a craft. Um, it's because if you got to teach something, you're going to make sure that you know as much about it as possible. Cause, um, I mean, you don't want to look like a dummy, you know, when you're out there trying to teach a subject. So you're, you know, you're going to buckle down and you're going to learn as much about it as you possibly can. So, um, yeah, you've got a great mix here. I'm just scrolling through, like everyone should follow rigid inspections. That's the handle, right? Rigid inspections. Yeah. Yep, uh, at Rigid Inspections, and then on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Rigid Inspections. I've got a Twitter, but I kind of just, it just feeds from the Instagram. I'm not really a, a Twitter person. You know, um, I, I did a deep dive on this um, earlier this year, and, and only a small slice of realtors are on there, and it's a tough medium. It's just, it doesn't lend itself well to our industry with the visual nature of, you know, screws coming through windows and, you know, things like that. Right. And it's, it's hard to really go in depth and explain something when you only got, you know, so many characters to type with. So. Yeah. I know they're trying to do more video, but it's just not the same as Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I advise everyone to check out the account. It's like a lot of fun defects. Um, your home inspector tips cartoon thing. I think that's brilliant. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a differentiator, you know, like I love it. Yeah. Um, so my, my buddy that I, uh, became friends with when I worked at the web developing place, um, he was a, he's a designer and an illustrator and, uh, he actually, he made my logo, he makes all my graphics. And, um, uh, I had this idea to make this little guy, like this little cartoon me basically. Um, and I, you know, I sent him the, the idea and he kind of used like a little bit of like an emoji, those bitmoji things. And then he kind of <laughs> illustrated off of that and gave it like, arms and like a thumbs up and put my shirt on hat on it and stuff. So, um, ended up being pretty cool. I, I like it. And, uh, I add little tips on there every now and then and, and post those up. So you can I love that. learn a little bit about your house or get some good tips for your you know home maintenance and stuff like that. I might have to get his email from you so I could rip, rip that off for occasionally for Spectora content, get a little bit emoji myself. I love that. That's That's amazing. Um, <laughs> And for those listening too, so social media is not just so someone randomly browsing sees you and says, oh, I'm going to hire you as a home inspector. A lot of times agents stumble across this stuff and it demonstrates expertise, it demonstrates personality. It's a comfortability thing, you know, like when someone, and I'm, it could speak from like a millennial agent standpoint of like, when you see activity and you see creativity, you just feel better about that person in that business. I think it's just a natural attractor um, for anybody. So yeah, definitely. I agree. Especially on the activities standpoint, you know, you see that they're on there, you see that, you know, it's, you know, somebody that's in the business actively. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're growing, you're thriving as opposed to the hobbyist inspector, nothing against them, but it's, uh, it's harder to prefer that if you're an agent that's up and coming and you want someone that's growing with you, kind of that same vibe, the same wavelength, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, what you want so um nice work on that Um, thank you yeah let's let's get into kind of your philosophy on being just like i call you like a power solo inspector you know because i let me give you context because there's there's a little bit of a a fetishize fetish fetishizing no (laughs) there's a little bit of glamorizing of everyone needs to grow and become multi and take over everything it's not always the case. You know, I know many small multis and even solo operators who make a great living and do it, do it for a lot of years. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy on kind of where you're at with business and where you want to go. Yeah. um, So, and, and, you know, going back to what you just said about, you know, everybody's all about growing and becoming multi and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know. I like being, my own boss and I like doing home inspections. Um, and it, it, I'm one of those people that, you know, I'm really picky and really anal about stuff. Um, and I just, right now I feel like take like hiring somebody to inspect with me. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a big liability and it's one of those things that I got in the back of my head, like, you know, could they ever be who I want them to be or do this the way I want them to, um, and, you know, like I said, right now, I just can't see myself hiring somebody. So my goal really is just to stay solo as long as I can and um, just enjoy, you know, doing the inspections. Um, 
a lot of guys, I feel like, you know, they, they get growing so big that they stop doing inspections themselves. And, uh, you know, some, you know, some of them like that, some of them are okay with, you know, not doing the home inspections, but that's my favorite part about it is inspecting homes. Um, so I don't know if I would ever want to, you know, give that up. And I don't know if I could ever put my trust in somebody enough to, to hire them on to do the inspections with me. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's so funny. I have this conversation so many times where it's like operators, they had, they feel that same way. And then they hit this realization like, man, no one's going to do it like me. And I have to decide if I'm willing to accept that or not <laughs> to, right, to grow yeah. and hire. <laughs> and you know, I know, I know that I should accept it, but I just can't accept it. Yeah. It's not there yet. And you know, like we, I talked, I mentioned Casey uh, Bartley before we, we started talking here and, uh, he was one of those guys that was a single operator for a while. And that he, I get, you know, I, I pull a lot of inspiration from him. Um, he's actually the one that turned me on to Spectora. Uh, but he, uh, I think he just hired somebody um, within the last week or two. And uh, I was like, Oh, no way. I thought he was going to stay single forever. <laughs> like me. Sell out, man. I was no, kidding. <laughs> kidding Casey. If you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he, you know, and, and knowing Casey, because I've talked to him multiple times on the phone and like via text and stuff like that, um, this guy must be really good, you know, for Casey to have hired him. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Casey runs his his uh, business the same way I do. You know, it's a tight ship, and he's he's really thorough, and he expects a lot out of it, and he takes a lot of pride in his business. Um, and so, for for him to hire someone, you know, that says a lot about who he hired, um, and you know, I, you know, maybe I could be there in a month and maybe it'll take a um, couple more years, but I'm, I'm just not there quite, quite yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some it's, they have to get themselves to the edge of the diving board and some, the right person comes into your life where you're like, holy shit, you, this guy is buttoned up. I'm like, he's, you know, I could, but he doesn't want to start his own thing. So it's almost right. like it has to be serendipitous <laughs> where someone yeah. comes into your life. Yeah, I, I agree. Yep. Um, and, and speaking of that, it was kind of funny. I just, I was thinking um, when I first started, before I even had my first inspection, I, a home inspector that was in my area wanted to meet with me because he saw like my, my website and my graphics and all and like the logo and everything. And uh, he met with me and like, uh, I kind of told him about, you know, everything that's going on with me. And uh, like, cause I wasn't getting any business at that point. Mm-hmm. And he he told me he's like with with what you have going on, you're gonna be like one of the top inspectors in this area. I have no doubt. <laughs> and I was you know I I was you know just fresh out of the getting my license. I was like oh wow you know that's a huge compliment because this guy you know he's got all these reviews on Facebook and stuff. And he um, actually offered to for me to work with him and at that point I had to make that decision if I wanted to go work for him as a home inspector or keep trying to get my company going and, you know, go out, stay out on my own. Um, and, um, you know, it didn't take too much thought. I, the whole reason I quit my other job was part of the reason I should say was because I wanted to be my own boss. So, um, after we met, you know, I got back to him and was like, Hey, I think I'm just going to, you know, do my own thing, but I appreciate the offer. And we're still friends when we talk a lot and we'll go on inspections with each other. If one of us is, you know, doesn't have anything going or whatever, um, help each other out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Something just made me think of that. Looking back, you know, I almost was that guy that went and worked for someone else. (laughs) Right. Right. Something in you though. I think we're all driven to owning our own businesses for one reason or another. Um, What are some of the things that go into you being able to be one of these very efficient power solos? Cause I know the website's nice. So I imagine you get a lot of online bookings. Yeah, I get, I get a, a, you know, a fair share of them. Um, I had two yesterday actually, which um, you know, I usually get a couple a week, but um, a lot of, most people, you know, end up calling me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I prefer the online scheduling just cause it's easier, but mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. So I think, 
um, what makes me so efficient is is honestly, and I, I hate to keep kissing your guys' butt, but the the software is has done wonders for me. Um, Spectora um, made me from spending four hours on a report after an inspection to spending 30 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, um, it's, it's saved me that much time to where I could go from only being able to do one a day to if I wanted to do two a day, I can, um, and easily and be done, you know, before dinner time, some nights, um, Gosh, that's great. And it leaves time for, I imagine, other business tasks. Because I think a lot of inspectors do, they think they have to hire or they think they don't have time because they just think it's the way. You know, it's like, oh, I just, you know, I spend four hours on my reports at home. That's just how it is. Yeah, no, no, I don't know exactly. And, and when I first got into this, um, report writing was just something that, you know, it seemed like the norm for you coming in, it seemed like the norm was spend hours on a report once you're done with the home inspection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I came in, you know, I, I was just like, Oh, and you know, I do this, you know, five hour, four hour inspection. And then I got a couple hours of report writing and I'll just do one a day. Um, and that's just the way it's going to be. Cause you know, that, that'll take up my whole day. Um, and then, you know, I, I was having trouble accepting that, I guess for a little while. Um, using that other software I was using and I, you know, about a year in, I guess I started doing some research on different softwares and I, uh, messaged Casey and I was like, Hey, you know, what are you using? Like, what's, what's a good software I could go with. And he's like, man, I just found this, this new one, Spectora, you know, and it's unbelievable. So I went and checked it out and I was like, wow, this is, you know, coming from a, like a design and development background that I was in, I was like very impressed. With, oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, we, were, we were a natural fit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like your guys' website was like the app was slick, the way everything was laid out, the location tags, being able to add a location, you know, I mean, just everything about it was just easier. And uh, I mean, I just can't say enough about the software, honestly. It's, it's saved me so much time. Um, that's great. And I, I, you know, for as cheap as it is, I mean, and and a lot of guys will complain, you know, Oh, you got to pay monthly, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, but you're getting constant updates. You're getting the newest stuff, the best software. Um, I even opted to do the, uh, automated emails for contractors. So I pay the, whatever that, uh, the, the, the plus or whatever it is. Yeah, you're on advanced. Yeah, you're, you're advanced. advanced. Yeah. Uh, and that, I mean, that basically helped me from having to hire an office person. I mean, because it's, I, I just check the box, you know, whatever services they get. And then I've got all my automated emails set up to email my contractors. So I don't have to do that anymore. Just that advanced feature saved me probably 30 to 40 minutes of contacting and scheduling ancillary services with my contractors uh so i mean it's i don't know it's just it's helped me so much uh, as far as time goes and as everybody listening knows you know time is money um and for the small fee you pay for spectora each month um it's a million times worth it uh and the time amount of time you get back from using it and you're lucky. You're you're an OG. That's lucky because you're on the old plan too. So you're 79 a month, which is like yeah. amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'm like, oh man, these guys are getting their money's worth, which is great. That's the whole point, right? You know, because yeah. we were we were young and unproven, and so, um, gosh, time is money. It's like it's such a cliche, but like inspectors constantly, and I can't even say inspectors. People constantly struggle with this. Um, even at Spectora, we're constantly trying to force ourselves to evaluate tools that get us time back in our day. So like I empathize with everybody that's always scrutinizing because it feels like money is the only currency we have, whereas time is kind of the most important one. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, having started this business, that's one thing I learned, you know, a little bit into it was, um, some things are just worth paying for because of the time you get back. Um, I mean, 
you got to think we're as inspectors, I'd say, you know, the average inspector probably charges a hundred dollars an hour based on, you know, how much time and right per inspection. Um, so are you saying that you wouldn't spend an hour's worth of, uh, money each month to get back, you know, for me, I got back four hours per inspection. I mean, and you times that by 20 or 25 inspections, that's, you know, much time I ended up saving, like switching. It's, it's insane. It's a good return uh, on investment. Yeah. It's, it's a huge return on investment. Um, and you know, I, lo- I know a lot of the other software companies probably have ways to, you know, speed, speed things up and save time. But I just, you know, I tried a couple different ones and I feel like Spectora was the one that was just the most efficient and the best looking as well. Trying to stay ahead of the curve, man. Um, you know, the, adv- the advanced thing, so in like those up, those upsell emails and the contractor emails, like that stuff, I, I, I keep telling new inspectors now where I'm like, man, if you have anything that you outsource to a termite guy or a radon guy even, like hit them with that automatic, service upgrade email if they don't add it and you could just be adding to your bottom line, you know, for something people need anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And so you said 30 to 40 minutes, a, an inspection or a week that you feel like that? Um, probably per inspection. Cause I'd, I'd have to call one guy I'd have to email these other ones. Okay. And I, I, you know, looking back, I probably could have copy and pasted emails, but I had to type manually type up the email with the address and the time um, requesting, you know, that they come do the termite inspection, you know, this day and time. And I'd have to do that for a sewer guy, for a termite guy, for a radon person. Um, and then sometimes a gas line, uh, mechanical inspection. Um, so doing, you know, manually typing up four different emails per inspection, um, it, I mean, it consumed a lot of time. <laughs> Man, in this day and age, you know, if we're doing something redundant, we should be asking, how can this be automated, right? <laughs> right. Would you ever take those services in-house or do you like kind of staying lean and saying like, you know what, let the specialist do it. I'll just get a, a referral fee or whatever. Um, so I actually, um, in Illinois, radon is a licensed uh, thing, just like home inspection. Mm-hmm. And I actually just did and passed my test uh, two weeks ago for ah. radon. Congrats. So um, I had, Illinois got a pretty strict uh, setup. You have to submit a quality assurance plan. You got to submit standard operating procedures, uh, leave behind letters, a sample report. Uh, So I I spent a couple weeks getting all that together and I just sent it off on Friday. Um, And, you know, with Illinois, it takes a while for anything to get done really. So I'm hoping within the next month I can get my license and then bring the radon testing in house. Wow. That'll be a big boost. Oh yeah. I think I, I think I pay my person now anywhere from a thousand to 2000 bucks a month, um, doing, doing radon. Um, so it, it'll be nice to bring that in house and kind of give me a, a little bit of bo- a boost on that yeah. one. Love it. Um, one thing that usually I hear guys make either makes them hire or makes them do something different is answering their own phone. Like how do you navigate answering while on an inspection or just the volume of calls and texts from agents and how do you foresee um, that? That is the toughest part. And that's where I'm uh, at a crossroads right now, actually. I'm so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, it, it's tough answering your own phone. Um, and you know, when you're first starting out, you don't get, too many phone calls. So it's not really a, a big deal, but like this summer during peak season, um, I, I mean, if I answered every phone call, I could just waste an hour at inspections during the day being on the phone. Right. Uh, Cause some people want to hear every item you inspect. And then some people have questions about the different services. Um, you mentioned radon and they're like, what's radon. So <laughs> I got, I give them a little spiel about, you know, where, where it comes from and that it's everywhere and that, you know, um, houses can have higher concentrations, um, that sort of thing. So I've been looking at different call centers and I just can't, I can't pull the trigger cause I just get too many, uh, there's like people that say it's the best thing ever. And then people will say it's the worst thing ever. I, I'm like, hard. I'm looking at the prices too. And that, 
it's like, I know it's cheaper than hiring somebody, but it's like, can I, do I really want to do this or do I just want to suck it up and keep answering my own phone? It, but it's a confusing thing, man. I agree. The feedback is so polarizing. It makes it hard to evaluate. Um, you know, the world of virtual assistants has gotten real big and I think there's, there's far more people out there that are willing to do something like that, you know, for a per job booked basis, that's, that's more affordable and you can train one person. Um, that's maybe worth considering. I've heard yeah. success stories. Uh, Brian Stanley, one to be exact, who is just so happy with a VA that he got dialed in that knows his services, that speaks the language. Um, so it's like a part-time kind of hire, you know, it's like a, yeah. a junior version of a call center. Yeah. I, I need to look into something and, you know, um, I know Billy, um, Billy Borner. I don't know if you know, yeah. know him. He's, he's got the home inspector, home inspector exchange group on Facebook. Um, his daughter actually does it now. Um, and she like answers his phones and everything. And I think she's got one more slot open for somebody. You know, I've been kind of going back and forth on, you know, if I want to bite the bullet and, and do it, or if I, you know, want to keep stressing myself out and answering phones during inspections all day. It's a tough one. Um, you know, I, I'm just brainstorming now, but I wish there was a, a service or a thing where if someone calls you, they hit your voicemail, it automatically like pops up their mobile browser with like your website and scheduler to kind of like really funnel them, to yeah. the, you know, with, and then you could have all your information there that you normally tell people. Right. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that'd be a great idea right <laughs> now. I've got a automatic text. So if, uh, if someone's calling and I'm in an attic or a crawl space or something, I've got my mask on, I hit this text and it's like, you know, sorry, I can't get to your call. I'm busy with a client or I'm in an attic or something. Here's a link to my website where you can get pricing and schedule an inspection online. Um, and sometimes that works. Um, sometimes people just text me cause they, they, um, they've got like different questions or like specific questions or whatever, but right. Right. Uh, that's kind of helped a little bit. Um, kind of, you know, alleviating that chance of missing out on an inspection because I'm not answering the phone at all. Um, sending that text kind of, you know, I think puts me in a position to save, save me from losing that inspection possibly. Um, but I found that most of the time people that are calling me for an inspection, um, I don't get too many price shoppers because uh, I, I put my prices online, but I, I find, found out that most of the people calling me are wanting me specifically. Um, so that kind of helps me in terms of if I miss the call, I could call them back and still, you know, get it scheduled and not, not lose out on it. What do you use to send that automatic text or do you just do it kind of from your uh, phone? It's just on my phone. So um, when someone calls, it's, it's like a little thing that pops up at the bottom. Um, like it's like ignore call and send this text or something like that. Um, Is that an Android feature or iPhone? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got the, the S 10. So I, I guess it, I don't think it's on my iPhone. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, but I use the Android for the, um, my home inspection stuff. And it's, that's cool. And you yeah, can, so can send a canned text. Like you can save a, a, save a response. Yeah. Yeah. You can make a bunch of different responses and then uh, you just flip up a little window when somebody's calling and you could pick one of them. Um, oh, I love that. I, I suggest that to, you know, anybody listening that, you know, gets stuck in a position when you can't answer your phone, like you're driving or doing whatever, just look into doing something like that. Cause it, it's helped me a couple of times. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. I think that, that, that could save a couple jobs a month, I imagine. What else, what, uh, what's interesting to you right now, just in our industry, when you think about, you know, I don't know how much time you spend kind of zooming out and thinking about the industry or, or kind of chopping it up with other inspectors. Like I'm always curious kind of like how you view the industry and your job and kind of what, what, what fascinates you or what, what, you know, what gets the juices flowing. Um, just new, any new technology. Um, so like the, uh, the FLIR C5, that's one thing that I think just came out recently. Uh, uh, I'm still on the C2. I'm using the C2 and 
I was kind of looking at the C5. It's got, you know, better resolution and it's got the Wi-Fi. Because um, right now I've got to plug mine into the computer to get the images off of it. Got it. Because I've got the, the old, you know, C series, I guess, the C2. Um, so, you know, I was kind of checking that out. Um, I just got a new drone. Um, I was actually forced to get it because um, mine was stolen. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, luckily I pulled out, I got tool insurance. Um, so anybody listening right now, go get tool insurance because uh, it, it saved me. It, mine was stolen. Um, and I had like probably about a little over $2,000 um, of drone stuff. It was a, the Mavic 2 Pro and I had extra batteries and propellers and it was in a case and everything. Um, I had it's a smart uh, So... I went, my buddy's building a house and I've been taking progress pictures of it with the drone. And we went to the gym uh, and I left it out in his truck and um, I thought he locked it. I didn't, you know, I didn't even pay attention. I wasn't driving. Um, I guess it was, it was unlocked and somebody just got in there and took it. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> That was Brutal. a huge, huge bummer, but um, insurance. Yeah, insurance. They they saved me on that one, and uh, I ended up. They sent me a check. I got a. I got the Mavic Two Air or the Mavic Air Two, whatever, whichever one. Um, and it ended up working out better because the camera on the the Air is, um, it's a little bit better. So they got a forty eight megapixel, whereas the uh, Mavic Two Pro had a twenty megapixels. How do you spell that? Mavic? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, M A V I C. Um, D J I is the. Uh, the manufacturer so it's a dj j dji mavic pro 2 yeah pro 2 is the one that was stolen and then the air 2 is the new one i've got nice i like linking to stuff in case anyone wants to geek out on you know home inspector gear yeah definitely and if, if you're looking at drones um i'll just say right now you know don't don't buy the most expensive one because that's what I did the first time around. <laughs> and, you know, I got this one that was, it's pretty much half, half the price of the other one. Um, and it does just as well. Um, you don't need anything crazy for home inspection um, unless you're planning on doing some kind of cinematography or something. But um, the, uh, the Mavic, the Air 2, I mean, it works out great for me. I, I take pictures and it can zoom. I can zoom in on my computer when I get home since it's 48 megapixels. I can zoom in pretty good and get some pretty crisp uh, photos. Nice. So you do that. So you, you don't do you crawl roofs still or just when necessary? Uh, yeah. So when, when I can't walk them um, or they're too, like if they're too steep or too high, I'll, I'll get the drone out and I'll inspect them that way. Because um, nice. I'm, I'm not a fan of falling off roofs. <laughs> You know, I think Casey told the story of him falling off and it scares me every time. So like, I'm curious, do you guys get much pushback from that or do people just understand? Uh, They understand. Um, You know, I'll I'll tell them, you know, and a lot of times, you know, when you're on the ground, a roof might not look that steep, but you get that ladder up there and you're on that last rung before you step off onto the roof. You kind of start second questioning yourself like, hmm, maybe I should... (laughs) put this ladder down and just get the drone out or something. Cause um, especially if the roof's getting a little bit older, you know, the granules are a little bit loose. Um, right. But yeah. Um, they, they, they're a lot steeper once you get up there most of the time than they look from, from the ground. And I'll just tell people, you know, it, it's a little too steep for me. I'm just going to, you know, fly with the drone and I've got a little cover my ass comment. I put in the reports. Yeah. Uh, if I wasn't able to walk it, because the you know the drone's great, but you're not going to see everything that you would see if you were actually up there walking on it. Um, you, you're not going to feel things that you would feel walking on it. So it's it's good to have a little disclaimer, um, just so people don't get their hopes up, you know, thinking that you're going to see everything with the drone because it's really, I mean, you can see a lot with it, but it's just not possible to see everything. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, we should build a way for you guys to like send referrals to local roofers or something, you know, and get paid yeah. for the lead or something, you know, because it's like they get paid to do that. So like, it's fair to ask them to do that. <laughs> like you guys, right. uh, you know, I, I get why that's not an expectation, nor should it be. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I've seen roofers or I've had, you know, clients that have hired roofers to come out with me. Um, 
just as like a, a backup, I guess. I don't know. Um, and they're, they're carrying like 24 foot ladders, 28 foot ladders. It's like, I just don't see that as a practical <laughs> thing to carry. Cause I, you know, I could probably count on two hands the times I would have needed a, a 28 foot ladder. Um, you know, it's not often most houses, at least in my area, um, I, I've got a 16 and a half foot ladder and that that's plenty to get up on a roof. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have so much other things to inspect. So it, it's, it's not, it's not needed. Um, in the last couple of minutes we have here, what, what other, you know, cause you're, you're kind of a, you have a technology background, web design background, like what, what other innovations or things do you think could come in our industry or that we should be thinking about? Um, you know, has anything just kind of hit you over the head over the last couple of years where you're just like, I'd really love to see this, or I'd really love to offer this, you know, to your clients and agents. Yeah. Um, I know water testing is one thing I, I kind of started getting into. Um, but I just, the clientele wasn't there, you know, nobody really. Would, it wasn't uh, not there yet in the market. Yeah, People weren't really pulling trigger on it. Realtors had no idea about it. Like I'd schedule a, a, a water test and realtors would be like, what it's on city water. Like, why do you need to do that? But hmm. you would be surprised though. Um, you know, if, if it's an older house, they've got older pipes. Um, and then right. city water is not perfect. Um, you know, despite what people may think it is treated, but it's not always perfect. Um, so that was one thing that I, I kind of was getting into a little bit. And I used a tap score. Um, but it, it was a combination of things. They, the turnaround time was really long. Mm -hmm. Um, and as you know, you know, you were an agent, um, you don't have many days in the, uh, in the process once the contract is accepted. So, um, you need, you know, you need to get everything as quick as you can. And those water testing, it, I mean, it could be five to seven business days before you would get results. Uh, right. So it's just one of those things I, I, I still offer it, but very few people get it. And, uh, I don't really push on it too much. Yeah. But I mean, I think ancillary is where it's at, you know, it's like, it's been kind of been a trend over the last couple, you know, last year or two or more, more guys are just saying like, gosh, I want to bring this or that in house. And, um, you know, and I think that's the path to efficient revenue growth. If you're thinking about it from that standpoint, you know, as a solo operator. Yeah, definitely. And especially since you're already at the house, you know, dropping off a radon machine, um, doesn't take, you know, but 15 minutes to get that set up. And, in Illinois, we got to map out the room on like a little graph um, of where we place it. So it takes a little bit longer, but mm -hmm. I mean, if you're in a state that's, uh, you know, doesn't have any, any requirements, you know, dropping off a machine, making an extra hundred, 200 bucks when you're already there, you know, that's great extra, you know, added on revenue. And then mold testing too. I, I started mold testing this year and that's really, uh, um, I, I get two or three a month with that because um, that's a huge concern for people, especially like mothers with kids. Um, you know, they're, they're, they have huge concerns about mold. And so I'll do, uh, I'll do the air sampling. And then I also do like swab uh, sampling, like surface sampling. Um, and that's a, that's a big, uh, big revenue. Yeah. Adder there. And it only takes, you know, 45 minutes or an hour to an hour, depending on how many, um, air samples you got to do. I mean, two to three a month. Yeah. You're talking hundreds, maybe thousand plus more a month, you know, just from a couple. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I charge, I charge two seventy five. So, I mean, if I get two or three a month, that's an extra 500, 800 bucks, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, pretty good gig. Nothing to sneeze at, man. Um, one last curiosity question from like a anecdotal, like just personal curiosity. Are you seeing a lot of people move kind of move from the coasts kind of to your areas or, or people coming from out of town, out of state. I'm just fascinated with this whole COVID migration for people moving and wondering if it happens. Yeah. So um, right now I do inspect, I'm like right at the St. Louis area. So I'm right on the border of Illinois and Missouri. Um, mm -hmm. That's where I do all my inspections. So I, I service Missouri, which doesn't have any kind of requirements. Um, and then I service Illinois, which you got to be licensed. Um, and I've noticed it's, at least on the Illinois side, a lot of people are coming from um, Colorado. <laughs> no <Surprising>. kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just did one today. The guy is moving from Colorado and I don't know if it's a, it's a job related. Uh, 
or if it's, you know, related to the marijuana legalization that just happened in Illinois this year. I, I, oh, <laughs> that's, say, um, but, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, Colorado is surprisingly, that's where I hear, you know, the most, cause I'll always ask people if they're at the inspection, you know, where are you, where are you coming from? And I get a lot of people coming from Colorado. I mean, I think the median sales price here has gotten pretty ridiculous for a lot of folks. And, and so I think, yeah, if they can continue that type of business or if in general, they just want to find an up and coming area. I mean, I've heard great things about the growth of St. Louis and kind of the, the up and coming city in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a nice area. Um, it, it's Illinois, the Illinois side. Well, I, I, I could say both Illinois and Missouri side, they're really affordable. Um, you get a lot for what you pay for. And I think that's probably one of those things that drives people to the area. Um, and, and like you said, it, there's a lot of stuff booming out here. Um, I know Amazon just built a couple warehouses out here. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, you know, that's, that opened up, you know, thousands of jobs for people. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's growing. That's good for you, man. Good city to be in, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I like it. I hope it continues to grow so I can stay busy. <laughs> oh, I think, you know, home prices go up. Your prices can go up more people moving in, you know, that are, you know, fluent. So yeah, I think it's all good things. Um, well, Zach, this has been made, this has been great, man. Any, anything else that we didn't kind of cover or chat about that you're just like, man, we just, we need to get this out there. <laughs> we need to talk about this. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I guess, uh, just for like the new people listening, um, you know, do your research on, on other inspection companies. Cause that's what I did. And, uh, find someone that's doing things the way that you would want to do them and just kind of feed off of them. Um, I, and I, you know, I, I mentioned Casey before, um, a couple times he's, I found him, I, I don't know, it was like just by chance on Facebook and I saw his company and kind of looked into it and I was like, man, this guy's doing exactly what I want to do and he's running it exactly how I would run mine. Um, and, uh, I just kind of fed off of him and, a couple other people too, like Structure Tech. Um, Ruben's got that blog, and I wish I could blog more. Like you know, he blogs a lot, and he's got. I find myself on his website by accident. Just if I have an issue and I Google it, he's got a like blog first, post about it. Yeah, yeah. it's like the first thing to come up, and it's like, dang, you know. And he's doing it right, and he's been doing that for years. And you know, I, I know a lot of old school guys just refuse to get onto the social media or the website stuff, but that's how you, that's, that's what people are looking for these days is, is, is a web presence. And, uh, I think blogging and social media and getting re- online reviews, that's, what's going to help you the most. Yeah. Focus the time and effort where it's needed. Um, I want, I want I'm, sometimes I wonder if, if Spectora should formalize like a mentor marketplace kind of thing where people can kind of find and connect with people that are willing to kind of give back you know, or I don't know what that mm-hmm. exchange would look like, but it, it's always interested me because it is an isolating industry. And I think I've heard so many times that that mentorship is like such a key for everybody. So, yeah. And, it, and it's tough to get to, cause I mean, like you said, it's a lot of guys don't want to teach <laughs> up and comers cause they're afraid they'll lose their business. But um, I mean, there's so much work out there for everybody. There, there's no sense in trying to, keep everything for yourself or to yourself. We're only going to help each other grow um, by sharing what works and what doesn't work. And we're, we're only going to better the industry by, by sharing with each other, you know, what works and doesn't work. Um, and I think that that's, that's one thing that we need to all, you know, keep doing and or start doing is, is just sharing with each other. Cause that's, what's going to make this industry uh, just that much better. I love that abundance mentality that there's enough. There's always going to be a shortage because you know what the low quality people that don't want to do what it takes, they're going to drop off. The, the older guard is retiring. You know, you got a huge segment of 55 plus that are going to ride off into the sunset and yeah, there's enough business. That's a great takeaway. (laughs) Right on. Super helpful. Um, where I'm guess can pe- where can people find you if they want to reach out to you and and, and connect with you in that way? Um, yeah, uh, my Instagram I'm on there the most probably, and then I'm on Facebook a lot. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Rigid Inspections, and that's R I G I D 
and then uh, Facebook, just facebook.com slash rigid inspections. Um, and you can send me a message on there, either one of those. I get a lot of messages on Instagram of uh, people asking questions. Um, and I, I try to respond to those as quick as possible. So, yeah. Right on. I'm sure you'll get that, man. Um, I'm going to hit you up for that referral for that guy that does those little cute bitmojis. I want one of those. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> He just went into business for himself. He just quit his job a few weeks ago. So he's, he's looking for work. So I'll, I'll give him some work. I'll give him All some, right. we, we could do our whole team. Maybe we'll do our whole team. Yeah. He, he loves doing those illustrations. So yeah, he can hook you up. Right on. Uh, well, thanks again for taking the time, Zach. I know you, I know you're a busy guy, a lot going on. Um, but yeah, thanks for getting, getting everything out there and keep up the good work. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Right on. Have a good one. All right. You too. See you.